Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from SophieLawson.com and this is episode 217 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and today I'm in the heart of nature I'm actually hiding by a tree because this is a walk and talk but what I'm going to do is it's very windy so I'm actually sitting down by a tree. I've got a few clips to play. Oh, little Dennis is with us as well. Little Dennis has come out to enjoy the sunshine. Because it's a beautiful day, but it's quite windy. But what we're doing on this one is, I've got some notes with me. So I'm actually going to be playing three clips on this one. And they're going to be three recent dreams that I've had to do with like entities but it's basically it's all about the relationship between the waking state and the dream realm and I've noticed how they're actually they're playing off of each other so there's there's this beautiful um, connection between the two things so that's what this one's going to be about what I'm going to do is I'll start with a little tiny intro and then I'll play the clips and if you're watching on if you're watching the video of this one, which I'll put links and everything in the in the show notes, you'll be able to see. I'll, when when I do the um, clips, I'll actually walk around, so you'll be, you'll be able to see all the trees. Because what's happening is all the trees are coming out now, which is beautiful. All the flowers and things. <laughs> so for my notes, what I've put is for the intro, I've put co-creation back and forth between the waking and the dream state. Stepping into your fears, but how the fears are really all about love. And then I've got these three dreams about the entities. So the first thing with the co-creation is, I've got this feeling that you're almost you're almost creating reality with in like a in like a co-creation with the dream. So I've heard Robert Wagner before. He said. Robert Wagner said about how, he says the sailor does not control the sea. So basically when you're in a dream and you become lucid, you're sort of like steering your ship through the dream, but you're not in control of the actual ocean, like the the dream. So there's this relationship between you as as a dreamer and the dream. Well, there's the same relationship going on between the dream and the waking state, because what I've noticed is, this is what the back and forth is between the dream and the waking state. I've noticed that the dream will will tell you something, or it will show you something that needs to be addressed. For instance, it might say, it might say, for instance, you got to say talk to your dad or something. And if you're a bit scared of that, well, what happens is it will show you that. And then you'll wake up. It won't show you. It won't necessarily show you like that. It will show you like symbols, maybe. Sometimes it does directly say, "This is what I want you to do." But sometimes it's symbols. And if what happens is you can interpret the dream and work out what the message is. But if you if it, if you work out what it is and you're sort of scared to do it, what I've noticed is sometimes I'll think, 
I know what I do. I'll go into another dream and try to face the issue in a dream. Now, there's some amazing healing that can be done in, in lucid dreams like that, but there's certain situations I've noticed. I don't know if these are like really deep sort of emotional things or something but there's there's a there's times where the dream will show you what you need to do and then the dream will just stop and it won't go any further almost as if the dream has reached its it's almost i see the dream as like a teacher like the teacher like let's say you're learning how to play football you can watch somebody kick a football a thousand times but it doesn't mean anything. You've got to actually kick the ball. And it's only when you start kicking the ball that you can put into practice what you've been like taught. So I see the dream as like a teacher. And it's sort of giving you all this stuff. And so if you if you try to go into a dream and face these issues, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, the dream will just say no. <laughs> it's almost like the dream is saying you've got to do it yourself. Because in, in the waking state, which is, it's, the, the ironic thing about this is, the waking state is, is more of an illusion. But it feels more real, because we're inside of it. So when you're in a dream, it feels real until you become lucid. Once you become lucid, you sort of, you become a lot more fearless. Because you know what you're seeing is actually, it's a dream. So the, the thing here is, I feel like sometimes the dream thinks, if I let you face this issue in the dream, there's an element of a like false sense of security type thing. Whereas if you face it in the waking state, it's actually far more scary sometimes because you can't wake yourself up from reality. Not at the moment. <laughs> so it's like if you face the fear in, in the waking state, it's actually proper proper scary now what I've noticed is this is what's so cool if you can finally get the courage to face a fear in the waking state what will happen is within a a number of days the dream will actually advance it's almost as if the dream is like a videotape or like it's like it's it's almost like the dream is sort of like a, a series so what happens is it gets to the end of the series, there is no second season. And what happens is once you've faced the fear in the waking state, it's almost as if the dream suddenly downloads the second season. <laughs> and then what happens now is the dream, because, it, because you've proven yourself in the waking state that you, that you can face these fears, it's almost as if the dream now says, okay, here we go. And it starts giving you it allows you to sort of progress. So I'm finding it very amazing. But the good thing is you can also face things in the in the dream state. Like you can manifest things. But it's almost as if the things that... It's almost like the things that the dream brings to you, which are the things you don't really want to face... For me at least, I'm realising you've got to face it in the waking state. So an example for me is, I've been, I've kept getting told I've got, to, I've got to interview guests on the podcast. Now what happened was, I've was I was, I been scared of that for like last over two years. 
I finally said to myself, right, I've got to do this. So what's, what's happened here is, but what I was trying to do was I was trying to sort of, um, I was trying to use the dream to sort of, uh, to stop me having to face the fear, if that makes sense. Last week I finally stepped into the fear of interviewing guests on a podcast. Hopefully next week, if all goes according to plan, next week's podcast will be the first proper interview with a guest (laughs) so I'm very scared but I'm excited but what happened is and I've had this before as well step into a fear the dream suddenly opens up it actually happened the first episode of this podcast when I released the first ever episode the dream suddenly opened up to me and that's when I had my first taste of lucid dreaming and I'd been told to start a podcast for Again, over like two, three years, I finally faced the fear and the dream opened up. So, so what I'm feeling like, what's happening is, it's almost like as you face fears in the, in the waking state, the dream is helping you in the background. So I'm wondering what's happening is, what if after time, the dream, the dreams are sort of, because we don't remember a lot of our dreams. What if the dream is actually like guiding us through life? But you actually have to take the steps in in life. You see, is it? I, f- I think it's brilliant. I'll put another thing here. So in one of these clips that'll be coming up in a minute, I believe I talked about how we we seem to be in like a story about fear. Everything seems to be about fear. What I'm noticing is is actually it's actually all about love. But the way you get to love is through fear. <laughs> I don't know why it's designed like that, but it's almost like it's almost like the way you sort of the way you seem to get the most amount of love is actually f- through fear, which is quite strange. But again, lucid dreams and and regular dreams. If you got monsters, because a lot of these clips coming up is about monsters and stuff. The monsters are scary until you face them and then you feel love. And as I'll talk about in a clip later on, I feel like the actual monsters themselves feel love as well. So what's happening is, I've noticed in my life, a lot of my actions are based around fear. And I might actually do things that are harmful to people, not on purpose, but because of fear. So what I'm thinking is these monsters in the dream they're only like they're only like scaring us and hurting us because they're actually in fear themselves. <laughs> so I think it's it's cool. So I hope you enjoy this one. What I do is I'll play these three clips. Little Dennis is gonna get us in. <laughs> I'll play these three clips and I'll come back at the end and talk a little bit more about it. It's two AM on the first of April. And I'm just reading, well, I'm I'm talking about this, just having woken up from a very powerful lucid dream. And this is, this dream had multiple dreams before it, which are linked to it. And I thought I'd already wrote them in my dream diary. But when I went to my dream diary, it was empty. So that must have been false awakenings in between the dreams. But... 
the main dream is I was in, it, well, I just had a dream about a little boy who I, what I did, I did something to his arm. I think I sort of sat on it really badly and it came up all bruised and covered in blood and I was so sorry for him. I didn't mean to do it. So I was hugging him instead of crying saying I'm really sorry. Next minute, I'm in this um, bathroom, a tiny little toilet basically, in a in a house or something, and I'm sitting there on the toilet. All of a sudden the door opens, this little boy and a little girl comes in. Now I've seen this I've seen these two before, but I've never seen them together. This is the first time they were together. And they they are they were just pure innocence and the little boy he seemed to have forgiven me for the previous dream. But I've just wrote it all in my dream diary and I've I've said they to me are like love. They're pure like love. So I feel like they're the spirit. What have I put? I've put there they are I think they are the spirits. I said something like they are the spirits of um, love or something. But it's beautiful. The little boy and girl were so pure. They are me. They are pure spirits of love. I was trying to hurt them. At least the little boy. So what happened was they, they come in and they were saying stuff. And the, the thing I remember is they said, you are boring. <laughs> and I said, oh. Have I got to change that? And they, and they basically what they're saying is you're boring, but you're the nice kind of boring. Like where, well, and the thing was before that I had a dream, and I was in this ga- garage. It was dark in the garage, but I was doing some drawing or writing or something on my own. There was loads of other people, and they all seemed to be connected. And then as I was like, um. Right, reading or writing or drawing, I noticed this girl was sitting next to me. I could feel her touching my skin, and I felt that dream was weird because it felt as if everyone like fancied me or something. <laughs> it's a bit weird. But this girl, she said, "Are you sad?" And I said, "I'm not sad, but I'm not happy." So it said to me, it felt to me like sort of in the middle place. Now, when the, when those little boy and girl said you're boring, I've interpreted that as sort of in the middle place, because they I said, well, do I need to sort of change? And they said, no, don't change, because if you change, we'll all be we'll all be unhappy. So even though they used the word boring, I feel like it's a good kind of boring. Because I take I take that as the same sort of thing as you're not sad but you're not happy. You're sort of in the middle place. Now what happened here is, because as the little boy they started leave, they started walking out the toilet, and I said, oh please can you stay? Now I can't remember if they said anything, but they just they walked out, and I really wanted them to stay, because their energy is amazing. As they walk out, there's a little crack in the door. They've left the door slightly open. And you can hear them outside saying, easy, watch it. So I, I, felt, I, I got this impression that something was coming. Something that was like barging its way through. The next minute the door opened and in walks this massive, tall, green, 
human type entity. The best way I can describe it is it, it looked like a human mixed with some sort of hammerhead shark. And it was so tall, it was like bending over. It couldn't stand up straight in the toilet. It was bending over. So I'm sitting on the toilet and it's like towering over the top of me. And it looked very, it looked scary, but I wasn't afraid. And I just sat there and it it was saying stuff to me and I can't remember what it was saying. I have tried to remember, but it was it was saying a load of stuff. And then next thing I grabbed hold of its arms, well, I grabbed hold of its wrists, which is quite interesting because it was the little boy's wrist that I had bruised. I've only just thought about that. Well, when I grabbed hold of this green entity's wrists, it was incredibly cold, incredibly cold. And, I, and I, as I, I thought, ah, you know, I knew you was going to be like this. And then the next thing, it's, I think it grabbed hold of my hands. So it was now holding hands with me. And I could feel the, the coldness of this entity going into my arm. And as I looked at it, it had a smirk on its face. And I don't know if it was saying this telepathically or if I just thought this in my head. But it felt like we were communicating, but inside my head it was saying, this is the DMT. So I did what I've only ever I've done one DMT experience on psychedelics. This was on the 9th of January 2020. During that experience, which I've talked about on previous videos, there was this moment where in my left arm this cold feeling of darkness and somehow ominous fear started going up my arm. Now I said to the it felt it reminded me of like the scene in the Matrix when he gets taken over by the silver stuff. <laughs> now I a part of me wanted to go into that and let it completely in. But what happened was I said, should I let this in? Because I was with somebody sort of like looking after me as I was doing the, the psychedelics. And they, and they said no. In that moment, as I said no, it just sort of left. But I know if I had wanted to, I could have let that completely in. But I had a sense that if I did, maybe you would have died. So what happened here is this dark, this some... Um, coldness started taking over my my left arm again i look up at, i look up at the entity and it's got this smirk on its face as if it knows what's happening here now this is cool listen to this bit so what i did was i just i stayed with it and i said to it i said you can come in but you're leaving as a god <laughs> how amazing is that now somehow i feel like the i feel like the two little children are some sort of spirit of pure love and I feel like somehow they were going into this green entity thing and I thought to myself that green entity thing can only attach to me like the bit that thinks I'm Sophie or a human it can't go into the kids because otherwise it would have it would have got to the kids outside so that to me is quite telling So what happened then was, I've said to it, look, you can come in, but you're leaving as a god. In other words, you can come in, you can try to take over my body and stuff, but you are leaving as a god. And I did, I said something along the lines of, you can come in 
and it felt as if I was saying, you know, you can come in, but you ain't staying. <laughs> like that, and it didn't like that. And what happened was it turned, as I've said that, it turned into a pale-skinned... It was looked the same, but it had now it had human-looking pale skin. Almost as if that experience, that interaction, turned it from this reptile, let's say, green entity, into a human. Almost as if it, it became mortal. And then in that, in what happened then was it just it like deta- it detached itself from me. And what now the next minute I'm not in the toilet anymore. I'm somehow in the middle of a busy motorway and this entity I can see it walking off into the distance. So that as soon as that happened I said, Right, I've got to get up and write this in my dream diary. No, that was it. It was still in I can't remember. It I think it was somehow it's still in the toilet but it was also walking away across this motorway. So I, I've I've wanna I now wanna get into my dream diary. So what I do is I I open the car door and I'm running across this motorway and my dream diary's on the floor and I'm thinking I've got to get to my dream diary and I thought well hang on my dream diary isn't in the motorway I must still be dreaming so that was like a some sort of false awakening I had another false awakening because I started writing it all in my dream diary and I noticed all my dream diary pages were ripped which is another sign of for some reason false awakening seemed to have if my dream diary is in a false awakening, it it will be either ripped or the pen won't work properly, which is a sign to say that you're still dreaming. So I woke myself up for real and wrote it all down. What was it? There was something else that I was going to say there. Well, the thing I can't work out is, why was I on a busy motorway? It's a bit weird. The other thing is, it makes me wonder again whether false awakenings are some way of trying to make you forget. Because if I had got stuck in that false awakening, by the time I I woke up, maybe I wouldn't have wrote the dream out. I would have forgotten about it. And this is such a powerful one, I, I did not want to forget about this one. There's another thing here of writing my dream diary. Sitting in toilets being exposed is a common dream sign for me and I've put here toilet was very small I didn't feel exposed anymore in other words I'm sat in this toilet with people coming up to me and I didn't feel exposed I was okay with it and I think that is it it was it's it's one that I started crying as I the bit that got me crying was when I said when I said the little boy and the little girl were so pure they are me they are pure spirits of love. I was trying to hurt them. Now, how mad is that? I'm tr- I was trying to hurt the little boy. Which you could interpret that as my gender. So, sort of like suppressing the male side or something. But I love the fact that it's a little boy and a little girl. And I love the fact that in this experience they're playing together. It makes me wonder whether in previous dreams, where I've interacted with, say, the little girl... Or the little boy. Maybe when I'm not there. They are like friends. Playing together. And maybe it's me. That has kept them apart. And maybe bringing them together. Is what will. Basically get rid of the. The negative. Entities which are creating. 
well, this is negative entity which is attached to me, which I would say is a manifestation of fear. So in other words, if you bring... I, I interpret this as if you bring the male and the female together, which are aspects of God and pure love, if you bring them together, that's how you basically remove all fear. Because when they were together in that toilet, I I felt... I didn't feel exposed. There was no fear there. Now, what's amazing is your face... These things feel so real. And you're face-to-face with these, like, scary monsters. But somehow you're not scared. There's, like, there's a fear there, but you're not scared. Now, what I want is... I I want that feeling all the time. Imagine if you could be in your waking life. And... Oh, this is quite interesting. So, let's say you want to do something which is scary. I feel like you're always going to be scared. I think no matter who you are, there's always going to be an element of of being scared. But, I don't think there's going to be any fear. What, What I mean is, I don't think you're ever going to be... I think you can get to a point where you're scared, but you don't let that stop you doing anything. Brilliant. I've put, oh, there's one bit of this is what I wanted to say. So as as what happened was when the entity got hold of my hand and st- it felt like it started going inside. What I did was I, I said when I said look you can come in but you're leaving as a god. I started chanting, God is to greatness as God is to light. God is to greatness as God is to light. And it was it was that chanting as well, which is that's when it turned from green skin to human skin, which I, that to me is the most significant part. God is to greatness as God is to light. Something else that's happening to me is I'm starting to be okay with the word God. For a long time, I always used the word universe because I felt like. The problem I've got with the word God is I think it conjures up an image of a human. But I think it's because the word God has been hijacked. And it and there's a lot... Well, maybe it's triggers. The word God used to send off a load of triggers only because, for me, I had turned that into a human. It's me that turned it into a man. I don't think God is a, a human man. It might be, but I I don't think it is. So I'm starting to be okay with the word God now as well, which I like that as well. Because even though it's sort of um, still linked with human, like a, a bloke with a beard and that, the word God does have a sort of energy about it of power, which the unit, which the same universe doesn't have. Universe f- f- feels very sort of static and the word universe to me feels a bit sort of um scientific it feels a bit too dead maybe whereas god feels alive so again it's the middle of the night it's the 25th of may 2022 
I've just had a incredibly emotional experience with a monster. <laughs> I'm actually, I feel like I'm grieving the loss of a friend. So what happened in this dream was, it was a multi-layered dream. And it was all... Some of it was to do with multiple timelines and like a timeline on top of another timeline. But the way this dream ended was I found myself in like a spiral staircase and I was running away from two, I would say, well, two adult figures. And they had a, they had an an energy about them of like either parents or sort of like doctors and nurses. They felt like two people who thought they were trying to help you, but really I think they were actually going to be keeping you stuck in a certain state of mind. So I was running away from these two people, running down this staircase, spiral staircase. But I soon realised that I would be running forever because this spiral staircase never ended. Because I noticed that each floor was repeating as if I was just running down the same staircase over and over. So what I did was I decided to run round the corner and hide in the hopes that the two running after me would continue down the staircase. And it actually happened... What happened was they ran past me and I thought, yes, so I've I've outsmarted them. And all of a sudden I hear this little voice say, no, you've come back, you've you've run past them. And I saw the foot of a a little child, looked like a little girl. So I've had, I've had, I've spoke about these before, these two little children. I feel like this little girl... Again, I think it's my inner child. What happened was I I started to walk out towards this little child because all I could see was her foot. She was hidden around the corner. She hadn't fully stepped off the step. And as I walked out, standing in front of me was a green monster. It was just standing there with, at first, like completely, well, completely motionless. There was no movement, it was just standing there and it reminds me very much of the witch that I've seen before in my meditation, I saw it in my meditation which I faced this witch and when I faced her, basically she had inside of her this vulnerableness, well it was exactly the same here, I I stared at this monster There was no fear, there was no judging, there was just, I was just staring at this monster and I could feel this sort of incredible sadness because I could feel the the vulnerableness of the monster. So what have I put in my thing here? Well, I'm going to read what I've put in my dream diary because 
what happened was I actually, I woke up and wrote my dream out. And then I went back to sleep and I found myself grieving the loss of this monster. So what I put was, mourning the loss of the monsters. These monsters are like friends. When you evolve and they finally have to face their own issues, you see how they are the same as you. They are dealing with their own monsters. In other words, these monsters have got inside of them their own monsters. There is a sadness because the monster is leaving. It's like losing a friend. You can see a hint of sadness in the monster's eyes as if it knows it will never see you again. It's when you face the monster with no fear and no judging, you feel the monster's truth and the monster shows you that it will miss you. And there's an overwhelming sense of love for the monster. The monster was attached to the little girl, my inner child. She plays with it because she doesn't feel fear. So in other words, the monster doesn't feel judged by the little girl. And I think this might be why monsters and things attach themselves to children. Because children aren't afraid of monsters. So the monster doesn't the monster feels safe around children because it it's not feeling judged or anything. It's only as you get older that you start the monsters don't the monsters want the monsters are afraid as well basically. So there's an overwhelming sense of sadness here because I feel like I feel like I'm losing a friend in the monster. The, my little child, inner child, is losing a friend in the monster. And I feel like the monster is losing a friend as well. So there's this overwhelming sense of grief. And I've put in here, I've finished, I've just wrote this down. I put, please look after the monsters. Every part of this is about love. It's all based around fear because really it's all about love. So what I've what I've noticed is in in like the waking state and even in the dream state when you really become aware of what's happening you'll see that everything is about fear. You're either like running away from things or you're not doing certain things because of fears or you're doing things because of fears. But when you really look at it, what you actually realise is all of these fears are there really because of love. Because fear and love are the same thing. And I've got a feeling these monsters, spirits, all the things that we think are negative and scary, they're really actually 
they're going through the same thing. So I think I'm thinking what's happening is in in the dream we're getting told what we need to face in the waking state. So you have to face a fear. What I've noticed is if you face a fear in the waking state, you will end up facing the monster that is related to that fear in the dream realm. And by facing the monster in the dream realm, it's almost like facing the fear in the waking state brings the monster into your dream. So you then face the monster in the dream, which releases the monster in the dream. And then it's almost like that allows you to transcend the fear in the waking state so it's like the it's like the two it's like the waking state and the dream state are linked together and fear in the waking state is an it feels like an energy so it's in the waking state the fear is all about psychologicalness in the dream state the fear manifests as like creatures like monsters witches ghosts reptilians even sometimes like um beasts so i'm just walking to work and it's the this is another dream from last night 25th of may 2022 I'm still half asleep because I've just woken up but this one here actually happened before the last dream so this one happened before the green monster but I feel like it's quite cool to talk about it after and what happened was it's to do with three entities and I found myself on my bike, on, my, on a push bike, going down this little road. There was somebody on a bike in front of me, sort of like in the way. They moved aside and I started pedalling quite fast. And I was like zooming down this little road. And what happened was, the scenery was so beautiful. It was like something out of a... Um, fantasy film or something and I remember looking to my left and I saw these snowy mountains now this dream was super vivid it was one of those more vivid than more real than real ones and I got pulled towards this mountain so I got off my bike and started going up this mountain and I had no shoes on And I looked down and I could feel the coldness of the ice on my feet. (laughs) And then I started walking up this mountain. And it's as if somehow the mountain was like a shape. It was like I was walking through a sort of... It was like I was walking through a shape that was twisting or something. It was very strange and then I got to the top 
and I pushed me put my bike down and I saw like these little um well I looked over the edge and it was like I was in a little village or something and it looked like it was abandoned but there were some torches that like wooden torches that were lit and I looked over the edge and I suddenly saw three look like humans sitting around a fire so I walked around the corner because I, I wanted to say hello to them and I sort of wanted to say almost like oh sorry for interrupting because I didn't realise they were there and I was going to go and say hello and then get back on my bike and leave what happened was I went up there I walked over to the edge sorry about the wind if it's windy I went over to the edge of this like balcony thing and I looked down and there's a fire with these three entities in the middle was a bloke like a male one and to the left and right was females but the more I think about this I can't remember seeing the female to the to my right of the bloke of the male one but I, I sort of know she was there but I can't remember seeing her but I locked eyes with the first the first female entity and they, these these entities looked like they looked like humans but they didn't they looked more like you know like the deities from Buddhism like Shiva things like that they looked like that they looked like sort of mystical human type entity things and I locked eyes with the first female, which was sitting to the right of the male, but to my left. And she gave me this warmest smile. But I got the, I got the feeling from her, almost like a telepathic message. And what it said, it's, it was like this message of like, finally, <laughs> we've been waiting for you sort of thing almost like I've been expecting you I then turned my attention to the next one which was this male and he again locked eyes with him and I got this message and he said he said I see a lot of darkness within and around you and he says I will remove the darkness and the next thing I'm putting my arms up by my side and he basically it's as if he pulled out of me some darkness and I actually felt the physical sensation of this darkness coming out of my body as if like releasing some negative emotion or something and then what happened then was ah I've just thought of something what happened then was this other yeah I feel like what's happened here is that the female that was sitting to his right no, the female that was sitting to his left, which was my right, she actually came up to the top. Yeah, because what happened was, all of a sudden, as as he released this energy from me, and I, I felt it come out of my body, another entity approached me, and then I woke up. And I'm wondering now whether that the entity that approached me was the female that had been sitting to his left. But what I thought was interesting about this was, firstly, how vivid it was and how 
don't know, it just really felt real and powerful. And then the other thing was, I like how once I woke up, I went back to sleep. I wrote it in my dream diary, went back to sleep, and then I had that dream about the monster facing the monster, which to me feels almost as if by him taking that negative energy out of my body, it's almost like that negative energy manifested itself as a monster in the next dream. So it's almost like there's three parts to it. The first part is in the waking state, facing a fear. Then in the dream state, you have to basically release release the negative energy which is associated with that fear, which you'll be able to release it once you've faced it. And then once it's been released, you then have to finally embrace it in the dream state as a physical creature so the final phase was it he released he released the energy but then you had to then face it to almost like release the it's almost like that the energy it's almost like the energy that he released from me was its own sort of entity which needed it's almost as if me embracing the monster is a way of me releasing the negative energy from the monster. Yeah, I also wanted to say that when I approached these three like entities, the male one felt very much like a shaman. It had that sort of shaman energy about it. But what I like is the, is the fact that it was a females and a male energies. And the other thing that's weird is these three entities were sitting by this fire but the rest of the camp was empty. So it's almost like what were they doing up in the mountains hmm. on their own sort of thing. Pop! So I hope you enjoyed that. That was the three little clips. <laughs> Sounds like it. That's a good title for a story. Three little clips. Now the first one, the first one with the green reptilian type creature. I actually listened back to that on the way over here, and I said during that I said that the green entity couldn't attach to the children, so it had to attach to me. What I'm actually thinking now is. The green entity was in a relationship already with those children, which is why the children weren't scared of it. Because when the green entity came into my dream, I could feel it actually have to go past the children. But the children were not scared of it. They were just sort of, they were just commenting on how the this green entity thing was actually like being a bit forceful. So for me, what I'm thinking is those that that reptilian that green reptilian was actually attached or actually or in a relationship with the children already so that's the first thing but what i've put in my notes is there's nothing to fear but it feels like there is which i said about in the intro the funniest thing is that 
we think we're inside of we think we're in, what we're inside of is actually like an illusion and the way to look at that is if I'm scared of something then it's going to be scary if I'm not scared of it it's not going to be scary so everything is real but it's, it's your relationship with stuff which determines how it's going to be and so if you're scared of things you're not going to do certain things so reality will be different so but there's definitely this like entanglement between fear and love and what I'm noticing is everything is everything is about either going in in a fear direction or a love direction I've also put here only you can heal yourself but we have helpers I love this. I see the dream itself as a helper. It's almost like the dream itself is a conscious being. Inside of that conscious being are these little, like, um, what do you call them? Well, like those three, like those three, hey, there's a little robin over there. Yay! <laughs> Hello. I love robins. They're my spirit animal. The robin always shows up when I'm on the right path that's what I've noticed oh he's distracted me that's it those three like deity figures that I saw in my dream that were helping me I almost feel like they're actually so what's happening is we go to sleep and we dream and we create or at least we become different dream figures I'm feeling like the dream itself can actually create and become dream figures so it's almost like I wonder whether the dream is actually let's say God or the creator so in other words the creator is actually is actually inside of the dream as certain characters or or figures so in in that one dream I spoke about God or the creator had actually manifested itself or had put itself into these three deities in order to help me and what I had done was I'd, I've put myself into dream figures so a lot of this happens subconsciously but the, f- the thing is when a lot of dreams we just pop into the dream and we don't know what happened before it so like It'd be very. I would. I would. I would love to be able to sort of see what happens before the dream. So, like for instance, those three deities were they? Are they always sitting there? If I hadn't gone up the mountain, would they still be sitting there? <laughs> In other words, because especially dreams like that where they're really vivid, I feel like you're actually exploring a world. It's not that it's all in your head. It might be, but there's definitely actual worlds that you're exploring. But what I've, so only you can heal, heal yourself, but we have helpers. So in other words, the dream, the dream can help you, but you're the only one that can heal yourself. And you heal yourself by stepping into fears. That's what I'm thinking. Stepping into fears which takes you closer to love.
so it's, it's cool <laughs> so that's it for this one I really I hope you enjoyed this one there's there's so much to say about all of this but I find the whole thing fascinating so if you've got any experiences or any sort of any feelings that you that popped up for this one please let me know because I'm fascinated I'm fascinated by the dream realm I think a lot of people don't realize how how much potential there is in the dream realm all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote and it actually goes to Satoru Fujinuma from the anime Erased now this quote is actually on my website oh and also I've actually been updating my website uh, quite a bit recently I'm working through the blog posts through the old blog posts and what I'm going to be doing is when I interview guests on the podcast I'm actually going to be making a page as part of the inspirational section which will have all of the guests that I've interviewed on one page so if you're only interested in like the interviews or something if you go onto that page when I've done it you'll be able to see all the all the like the guests and it'll have links to their websites and everything so I think it'd be quite cool but this week's inspirational quote if you don't take that first step a path won't open for you <laughs> I love that because the thing is it's, it's all about a little step and the strange thing is that little step actually can feel like the most scariest one but like like he says you take the step and the path opens for you if you don't take that first step the path won't open for you so Toro for Junior.